Angie and Janelle podcast, your daily mood booster. Ottawa's Move 100. Good morning, everyone. It is hump day. Yay, hump day. (laughs) (laughs) Halfway through the week and the day before it all starts, that first giant snowfall of the season if you can take off the next two days (laughs) yeah it's probably i mean i don't want to call it but maybe gonna be a snow day on friday (laughs) so uh this is not just us though we are not in this alone so in the maritimes if anyone has family there you already know they're under a winter storm uh warning this week started yesterday but uh they have schools closed mostly in parts of nova scotia pei even cape breton island wow they're seeing like 40 centimeters of snow. Mm-hmm. That's like double us. Okay. So, and then across the states, because I mean, these Colorado lows, that's what's going to be hitting us. Uh, they are in a winter storm that they say is a true coast to coast, top to bottom impact felt by every person in the country at some point this week. But in some parts of the U.S., this winter storm is going to bring everything from blizzard conditions to snow tornadoes. What? I know. Oh, my gosh. I know. This is nasty. Like, Mother yeah. Nature didn't really just gently bring us into this. No. She's like, bam, here's yeah. the worst of the worst. Here's a little bit for all of you. <laughs> and for us, this uh, storm band that is going to be uh, impacting us here in Ontario. So they're calling it a 3,000-kilometer storm. That's going to impact four provinces at the same time. So Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Ontario, and Quebec uh, getting the remnants of this U.S. storm. Um, And at its peak, yeah, 3,000 kilometers it'll reach. (laughs) You never normally hear that. No. Usually it's moving, and and by the time it's already hit, like, you know, the, the western provinces, it's like a day later before it gets here. Yeah, it says it'll reach parts of the Canadian prairies to the Gulf of Mexico. Wow. Yeah. So we're getting some snow is what we're trying to tell you. Uh, it looks like it's going to start late Thursday overnight. Uh, it's going to go through the night, through the day Friday, but also into early Saturday. And they say that it actually could go into most of the day Saturday. It's wow. potential for that until Saturday night. But by the time it's all said and done, depending on where you are, different areas get different amounts, but mm-hmm. anywhere up to 25 centimeters of snow. All I got to say is at least this isn't next weekend. Can you Could, imagine <gasps> with the travel oh my God. and like, the this gatherings? This would be a nightmare. Absolutely. On like Friday before Christmas Eve, uh-huh. have something like this happen. So yeah. let's get it out of the way with. It's kind of a blessing. Yeah. Hopefully um, it's the only one like <laughs> this. not another one like this next week. I mean, everybody wanted a white Christmas. There you go. When you think useless, think of Stu. It's Stuntman Stu's Useless Fact of the Day on Move 100. All right, all right, everybody. It is time for the Useless Fact of the Day. And we've been asking you, our listeners, to submit your useless facts. And we've been using them. And our listeners have been scoring you and letting us uh, know on a scale of 1 to 10 what you think of that fact and what you learned from it. We've actually been learning some pretty interesting things. Yeah, you guys have been showing up with great facts. You have. For sure. And this one I thought was pretty cool. I hadn't heard this. Maybe some of you have, but this was neat when I read it. Okay. So this one comes to us from Lisa. It's another Christmas fact. So we were talking yesterday about the traditional like holiday meal, like the hams, the turkeys, etc. right? Mm-hmm. So did you know that in Japan, the traditional holiday meal is a bucket of KFC? 
I have heard this before. So <laughs> I did not know this. So I guess it all stems from like 1974 was when they coined the term Kentucky for Christmas in Japan. Oh. And it all comes from a Japanese sales team member overhearing a foreign customer who was complaining about not being able to get a turkey, was saying, I guess I'm just going to have fried chicken for Christmas this year. And then he was like, okay, I like that. Mm -hmm. And he actually worked for KFC, so he coined it Kentucky for Christmas. And so you have to order your KFC two months in advance to Mm. secure it for Christmas (laughs) in Japan. That's how popular it is. And their holiday meal comes with a bottle of wine. (laughs) Oh, that sounds way nicer. You can even get versions where they'll stuff the chicken for you with like mushrooms and cheese and stuff and bake it. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm not going to lie though. Like I would be down for Kentucky Fried Chicken for Christmas. 100%. (laughs) I'm down for it right now, actually. (laughs) Kentucky for Christmas. I didn't know the Japanese love their KFC that much for Christmas. It's interesting. Like I had heard this before, but we had 10 hours in Tokyo on our way home because we had a a layover. Right. Not once did I see a KFC. Really? No, didn't come across one. So like the fact that you have to submit your bucket in October (laughs) to secure it for December. That is unbelievable. That's wild. It's the biggest day of the year for the entire KFC brand. They make the most money they ever do on Christmas. All hands on deck, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, what are you going to give Lisa's fact today? I liked it. I'm going to give it an 8 this morning. I like it too. All right, let's check the scores at 10.030 on a scale of 1 to 10. What you think, the early morning kids are giving it an 8. Wow, we've never had KFC, but we hear it's tasty. <laughs> <laughs> One day, you have to give it a try. Uh, Kentucky, fr- or Kentucky Christmas fried chicken. Hmm, not really, but <laughs> I'll take a bottle of wine, yeah. <laughs> says Diva Klaus. 7.5 out of 10 this morning. Yeah. Talk about a commercial meal, says Bosch Traveler, <laughs> on a commercial Christmas. Uh, giving it a nine? Uh, ten out of ten. Sounds like a new Jewish Christmas meal instead of Chinese, <laughs> <laughs> says Bonnie and Yuri, Yuri the dynamic duo. Mm. Wow, I've never heard of this. Shows how American lifestyle has gone right around the world, says mm-hmm. Connie, the soon-to-be-retired wound care nurse. Ooh. Oh. Uh, she's giving it a 10. All right. Connie's that's, about to live the dream. Very exciting. Karen from Barhaven, I just saw this on a holiday baking show, and oh. a guy made a cake and gravy to represent a KFC bucket, <laughs> fries and gravy, and she said that she has to give it an 8 this morning. There you go. Even Cranky Craig had heard about it, but still interesting, giving it an 8. Yeah. There you go. Kentucky for Christmas. It's a thing. Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? Wanted was for Tessa Virtue and Scott Moore to be a couple. Yes. (laughs) As we watched them and thought, are they? And they said they weren't. And then we hoped they were. And then they weren't. But uh, they are, of course, Canada's retired ice dancing sweethearts. Always will be. And they're adding one more medal to their storied careers after being invested into the Order of Canada. And that's going to happen today. Oh, wow. Yep. So uh, they are the most... Most decorated ice dancers in the history of the sport. And today they're going to get one of the country's highest honors. It'll be at a ceremony at Rideau Hall right here in Ottawa. Today they will get those medals. Well deserved. And I would say, like, I don't know if there's anybody in Canada who doesn't know those names. Right. I know. (laughs) Absolutely. In those faces. So good for them. So 
speaking of recognizable names and faces, Elon Musk is someone we know whether we want to or not. And he was trending on his own Twitter platform for the last couple of days. You've probably seen the video by now where he went up on stage. Dave Chappelle's comedy show calls Elon up on stage as a surprise guest and says, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for the richest man in the world. And he got up on stage and he was booed for about 10 minutes straight. (laughs) 10 minutes, not exaggerating. They couldn't get a word in. They couldn't go on with the show. It was just chaos. (laughs) But he no longer is the richest man in the world. I think people are still going to boo him. (laughs) (laughs) So apparently he has, for the first time in a long time, been overtaken. The richest person in the world is now Bernard Arnault, whose wealth comes from his giant conglomerate, which is known as LVMH, also known as Louis Vuitton Moet Hennessy. Oh. So they have the Louis Vuitton brand, the Moet Champagne, the Hennessy, and they have a huge uh, list of other companies that are under them, like Christian Dior, Sephora, Fendi, (laughs) Tiffany & Co. Yeah, okay. Marc Jacobs. (laughs) I mean, that's all under their brand. So uh, as Tesla stocks are still down the divide has created uh you know kind of a like a like a separation between these two who kind of always been chasing each other so he now uh bernard is worth 191 billion dollars elon musk still sitting at 183 oh what a slum yeah right It's crazy. But uh, you know that it irks Elon that he's not the richest man in the world right now. You know it bothers him. Ruffles his feathers. And that's what's trending. Stuff and Stu, Angie and Janelle. I turn them on every morning when I wake up. Ottawa's Move 100. Put it under the tree, they said. It'll be fun, they said. (laughs) (laughs) They asked for it. And sometimes, you know, like you put these things under the tree that the kids are asking for, but it ends up being the thing that rushes you to the emergency room. <laughs> because toys have come a long way, and uh, some of the toys that we played with back in the day would not fly today and actually have been banned. But, um, you know, you always hear these recall list things, you know, toys or, you know, metal parts and this and that. So, you know, you, you try your best, but sometimes you just don't know if these toys are going to end up dangerous or not. Yeah, I know. And like you said, they don't make them like they used to. I don't. <laughs> That's probably a good thing, though, in a lot of cases. Better, to be completely honest. So we're checking out this list of the 25 most dangerous toys of all time. Okay. And yeah, some of these things have been banned. Some of them are still floating around there, but they're like, you know, use with caution. So you growing up in a house with a lot of kids, you guys must have had a ton of toys. What would you say was the most dangerous thing you played with? Yeah, I don't know that it's necessarily a toy, but hands down, the most dangerous thing we had at our house was the trampoline. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And that, those were the days before we had the mesh enclosures. Oh, yeah. No, no enclosures. So some of our, sometimes our goal was to try and jump over the bushes that were nearby. <laughs> um, but I say this specifically because, like, I wrecked myself on the trampoline as a kid. I think I was around 10 years old. And... Um, you know how they had that like kind of cushioning that would cover the springs? Yeah. Well, eventually that, that wears off. wears off and rots off and we, it wasn't there anymore, okay? Head first <gasps> into the pole structure of the trampoline, chipped my front tooth. Oh no. And it eventually died in my 20s 
And now I basically have like a dead front tooth and half of it's fake. Oh, no. <laughs> that is a dangerous toy. Well, no surprise. The trampoline. Mm. And to that, I will add bouncy houses oh. are both on this list of the 21. Yeah. Okay. I would I say mean, so. Think about when you jump. When you jump on a trampoline, if there's anyone beside you, they're going flying. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and your heads are knocking and the whole thing. So some of the other things pulling out from this list, for sure we had them. They have scooters on here. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, the easy bake oven is on the list. Oh, yep. Can attest to that. That thing burned me so many times. I can't tell you. I mean, that stuff comes out hot out of the oven. I know it's just a light bulb in there, but that is no, that's a dangerous, yeah. dangerous toy. It is a little bit. Um, does anyone remember those things? They were called uh, the clackers. So no. it was like basically um, like a handle and then you had almost like a triangular thing with like a with balls on the end. Okay. And then you would do this and they would clack and they would go back and forth and you would try to make them smack together. Yes, I do know what you're talking about. But people realized that they could like smack each other with them or try to get <laughs> someone's face in between the clackers. And that was more fun. Yeah. You clack the balls together to make noise, but it would uh, ended up these balls could like shatter to send jagged bits flying because they were like glass balls. <laughs> Who thought that was a good idea? We had them, but you know. Anyway, so as we go through this list of the 25 most dangerous toys of all time, we've asked you what some of your most dangerous toys were. I love what Marie Jose put on our Facebook page. She says, the wood-burning kit I got one Christmas when I was like eight or nine. Like a <laughs> like soldering a s- solder- <laughs> I remember, those were big for a time. Like, the thing would get really hot and you could, like, carve your name in yeah. wood or design. Yeah, this is an adult project. This is an adult <laughs> DIY. This is not a kid's project. This <laughs> is something you go to college to be trained to do. Oh, uh, but I wonder if you could guess the number Number one most dangerous toy of all time. They've been ranked. We actually had this growing up and oh, played with did. it. And then it was my pick, actually. Most dangerous toy. What do you think it was? 750-1100 or text us at 10 30 or tell us about the dangerous toys you had. How did our parents, in good faith, give us these toys to play with as children? <laughs> when I'm pretty sure as adults, we'd all still hurt ourselves. <laughs> good marketing. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about the most dangerous toys you ever had as a kid. And we will get to the number one. But here are, um, you know, some runner-ups, I would have to say. Sheila drew our attention to a creepy crawler's kit that she got <laughs> as a kid. She shared the photo of it online. And basically, think about, like, uh, like a wiggly worm or, like, a spider or just, like, kind of bugs and stuff like that. Basically, it was a kit to mold those. So she said, yeah, it was so much fun. All the scorching hot metal plates and lots of plastic goop to burn myself with. <laughs> You'd heat up metal plates. Yes, and like and like goop, which is probably poisonous. Like, yeah, let's no be kidding. Real. Speaking of poisonous, <laughs> we had this text to ten zero thirty. It said, "My sister and I had a gem collection when we were little. Sounds harmless. We loved taking them out of their cases, touching them. Uh, until much later, we realized how dangerous one of those gems was. It was a lovely, soft little piece of asbestos." <gasps> No. <laughs> this was before we knew. Before we knew. <laughs> oh Just God. handling it like it's no big deal. Yep. 
Um, Holly, I gotta say, I remember having this toy as a kid, and she shared a photo of like these like little flying fairies. They were on a string, and their wings would open up, and they were hard plastic, and then they would spin and kind of helicopter down. Oh my gosh. She was like, I don't know how many times I hit myself in the face with this or my <laughs> fingers on the cord, hitting other people. Oh <laughs> it was gosh. like, they would take your eye out. <laughs> so Amy drew our attention to, and some of you may remember, the rollerblading Barbie, whose actual rollerblades, if you flipped them over and you dragged your thumb over the wheels, they acted like a lighter, she says. <laughs> so we went to YouTube and found it. And it's 100% correct. You flick the wheels on the rollerblade and they ignite a spark just like you would roll your your thumb over the wheel of a lighter. Why would you need, why would that need to be built into a kid's toy? I think it was a flaw. I don't think it was on bourbon. Well, you wonder why people started smoking so early. (gasps) Right. But I mean, like we could make fire with magnifying glasses. So I mean, you know, nothing was safe. Um, You know, Steve says he got a real chainsaw at 13. He goes, farm kids grow up early. Just got a chainsaw. Uh, There's somebody else who said they got a crossbow, like a real bow and arrow. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes. Very, very safe toys. Yeah. But a lot of you did guess the number one most dangerous toy of all time. It was my pick. We had had a set at home. We had a set at the cottage. (laughs) We played with them all the time. And of course, you know, we're talking about the lawn darts. Mm. But we're talking about the original metal lawn darts. Because not only would they impale themselves right into the ground, but you would throw them at each other and impale them. Because you have to be on opposite sides, right? (laughs) You're throwing a metal dart with a pointy tip in the direction of another human. (laughs) (laughs) And this was a good idea. The lawn darts sent some 6,000 kids to the hospital in the 70s and 80s with injuries. Wow. And they were banned for good in 1988, but... We're fun for a time. <laughs> Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? sang that song, True Colors, on the lawn of the White House yesterday on a historic day. She, of course, founded the True Colors Fund, which is a nonprofit that educates people on LGBTQ issues and helps to end homelessness for LGBTQ youth. She is a longtime advocate, and she told reporters yesterday, we can rest easy tonight because our families are validated and because now we're allowed to love who we love, which sounds odd to say in this day and age, she Mm -hmm. said. So yesterday, President Joe Biden signed the Respect for Marriage Act into law. And this is historic because for the first time, it provides protections for same-sex and interracial marriages. So thousands gathered on the White House lawn, and he said racism, anti-Semitism, homophobia, transphobia are all connected, but the antidote to hate is love. And this law matters to every single American because no matter who you are, you are allowed to love. 
Wow. Crazy. Good job, though. Like, it's it's crazy signed this into a law, right? Yeah. So as part of his own charity, a young American boy is paying tribute to police officers who were killed in the line of duty. And his name is Zachariah. He's 14 years old, and he's running uh, for his charity, which is called Running for Heroes. And he started this. He's an avid runner already. But what he does is he runs one mile in honor of every first responder killed in the line of duty across the U.S. and Canada. Okay. So just very recently, he ran for our two um, South Simcoe police officers who were killed in the line of duty in October, Constable Morgan Russell and Constable Devin Northup. And uh, so what he does is he does the run. He finds out everything about the officer he's running for. So he does a deep dive and does his own information. And then he gets a flag. He runs with the flag. And then afterwards, he sends the flag to the family. Oh. He's 14. Oh, my gosh. How wonderful is that? And he's raised over $350,000 to help keep the memories of fallen officers alive. Over 13 a uh, hundred miles run, um, and uh, and then he meets the families in person if they want to at the end of it all. Incredible! What a great kid! So that was nice to see. It's time. Are you ready? Word wars on Move One Hundred. All right, it is time for Word Wars. Who's going to play the game with us today? Bruce and Alex are on the line. Bruce got through first. We'll let him pick his categories. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So we uh, will give you the choice of categories first. Bruce, you pick which one you think you're going to be lucky with, okay? Sounds good to me. Thanks to Lucretia Zupaneka who sent in our categories this morning. We have either sweet treats or who's who at Christmas. So that category is kind of like Christmas characters or people that we know. Uh, I'll take that one. The, the characters? 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 Uh. Okay. Here we go. She's married to the big guy. Oh, Mrs. Claus. Yes. And who's the guy who's bad with money or doesn't want to give any away? Scrooge. Yes. Uh, who stole Christmas? Grinch. Yes. Who's the snowman? Frosty. And uh, Will Ferrell plays this guy in the movie. Uh, who's Will Ferrell play? No, uh, we uh. put it on a shelf. Oh. Yes. Uh, these were halos. Angels. Yes, and this is the the reindeer with the nose. Rudolph. Yeah. Good job, Bruce. Okay. Solid. All right, we'll see how Alex Alex will do. Good morning. Hi, Alex. Good morning. Morning. So we have our work cut out for us. We got to be perfect, okay? (laughs) Hopefully another dice roll. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Okay, so our category, once again, is... Sweet treats. Okay, all kinds of sweet treats. You ready? Okay. Okay, here we go. These are red and white striped. They have a hook. Candy cane. Yeah, kids lick on these. They come on a stick as well. Not a suck. Yep, good. Yeah, chocolate chip. Cookies. Yes, uh, uh, birthday, you have this. Yeah, and you have this cold stuff on the side. Ice cream. Yeah, and you put this on pancakes. Uh, Syrup, maple syrup. Yeah, and then you, these come in bars. It's brown. Chocolate. Yeah. Okay, you were right. Another <laughs> dice roll. Yet again. Okay. Hang on the line. Uh, let's do a high dice roll for the win today. And we will uh, roll first for Bruce, a 12, and for Alex, a 14. Oh, oh my goodness. These dice one. rolls. Congratulations, Alex. Alex. Wow. 
Did it in a dice roll. There you go. What did Alex win today? Alex, we have a $100 gift card to the TJX brand, Tri Brands, which is Marshalls, Winners, and HomeSense. Perfect. That's fantastic. Christmas. Yeah. Great for shopping for you or for someone else. (laughs) Enjoy. Thank you. Are you guilty of it this year, ordering something off of Uber Eats that maybe was a little bit questionable? Y'all are doing some questionable things after dark. (laughs) (laughs) Some of these combos just only speak to too many drinks or something going on. pregnancy cravings. I'm not really sure, but Uber Eats has released a list of the most bizarre uh, combinations that people have ordered and their drivers have delivered. Yeah, they're, quote, unexpected food combos. So let's just go through some of the list here. This is actual things people requested through Uber Eats. How about fruit roll-ups and hot Cheetos? <laughs> to roll up the hot Cheetos I, inside the fruit roll-up. Yeah, that's got to be some sort of drunk concoction. It's got to be. Or they saw it on TikTok and needed it right then and there <laughs> to try it. Uh, speaking of TikTok, the watermelon and mustard craze was oh, yeah. uh, a big one. And I think a lot of people were... Wanting to try that one out because we saw it go viral on TikTok. Who doesn't have mustard at home? <laughs> you got to get the watermelon and right, I need right? some mustard. <laughs> uh, pickles and whipped cream together. Now that does sound like a pregnancy treat. <laughs> yeah, I can't get behind that Like pickles one. dipped in whipped cream. Yeah, Ew. no. And it's funny that pickles uh, landed on here kind of two times. Popcorn and pickle juice. Okay, so I love pickle dill pickle flavor on everything we have the shaky stuff for yeah, the popcorn. yeah we use that at home too but like wet popcorn <laughs> would be gross like it's gross and soggy why, why would you put juice on popcorn this person clearly didn't know that pickle seasoned flavoring for popcorn existed <laughs> and they were just like ah that's a good way to get pop or pickle flavoring on my popcorn <laughs> it's called kernels look it up <laughs> uh how about this combination somebody asked for pizza with applesauce Ew, for dipping please don't tell no Ugh. That no, that doesn't. Ugh. That's not right. Um, peanut butter and pizza. No, I'm not sure why you would want to do that one no. either. I've heard of peanut butter on burgers. I haven't tried it, but Ugh. I don't think I can get behind it for pizza. Somebody asked for a dark chocolate and tomato salad. <laughs> <laughs> like what? I like both of those things separately Never together. Dark chocolate and tomato uh, salad. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with people. Oh, my Lord. Can't say I was guilty of ever ordering these things. No, I've never been that drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Move mornings with stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? Well, I think it's safe to say Adam Sandler is finally getting his due. I mean, his movies will live on forever and people just love them. But, you know, he's not taking home the Oscars. Yeah, no. Golden Globes. but he, Mostly Razzies. Yeah. <laughs> Razzies. And, but, you know, just all out awards. We just saw the one that he got a couple of weeks ago. His daughters had written his acceptance speech for his comedy uh, prowess. But now it's been announced that he is the next comedian to be honored with the Mark Twain Prize for American Humor. So he's going to get this prestigious award at a gala coming up in March at the John F. Kennedy Center. So they say he's entertained audiences for three decades with his films, movies like, you know... 
Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison Madison and Big Daddy, (laughs) etc. will live on literally forever. And it's created characters that make us laugh, cry, and cry from laughing. So other people that have gotten this award, it's a huge deal. Richard Pryor, Whoopi Goldberg, Billy Crystal, Ellen DeGeneres. So good uh, company there Adam Sandler's going to keep. Well deserved. Yeah. I, I love everything he does. I don't care what anyone yeah. says. <laughs> love his movies. Love, love, love them. So uh, the Edmonton Elks are doing something pretty cool, and it's an interesting concept, and I think a lot more teams should do this. They might sell some more tickets because you kind of get a guaranteed win out of the deal. So what they're doing is offering up free tickets to home games until the team wins at Commonwealth Stadium. So basically their last victory was back on October 12th. Oh. And yeah. And so they're looking to stop what is a CFL record of 17 consecutive home losses. Oh, that's painful. So they have unveiled what they call a guaranteed win ticket for their regular season home opener which will come up next season, so June 11th. So if fans buy one of these tickets to the game, against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. They're going to keep the seat at no additional cost until the Elks win. So if you go to that game on June 11th and they win, you'll be happy, whatever. But if they don't win, you're going to keep that seat until the next matchup, June 25th, to see if they win. And if they win that game, then you go home. But if they don't win, then you keep that seat till the next day. This year, you would have got a pretty free ride. Yeah, right? <laughs> You've been there the whole season. That's such a great idea to kind of keep the morale and the spirit there for the team. Like yeah. the players, at least. That means that players, that, that people are still going to be in the stands for them, yeah. you know? I mean, people at the end of the day want to see a win. Yes. And you got to give the people what they want. But it says, like, their quote is, pay once and a win you shall receive. Right. Eventually. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what's trending. Brought to you by the Donnelly Automotive Group. I got the feels. And it feels good. It's a feel-good moment to kick off your workday. Angie's All the Feels on Move 100. Well, people in the town of Smith's Falls have been rallying around a 78-year-old man who has been sleeping in his car for much of the past four months. Dave Harmer parked his orange Ford Edge SUV in the lot of a Tim Hortons coffee shop on Highway 7 because the restaurant is open 24 hours. It's close to the Perth and Smith's Falls District Hospital where his wife, Millie, who's 88, is recovering from two strokes and a broken hip. Oh. So Dave uh, said he exhausted his savings during the past 14 months paying for hotels after a fire at his senior's residence in Elgin, Ontario, uh, forced him out of the home he shared with Millie. Um, And he's a retired Nortel truck driver. He uh, says he's a member of the Canadian military, was at CFB Padawawa for a time. He uh, relied mainly on Canada pension plan and old age security to make ends meet, but now he's just tapped out. He's forced to sleep in the front seat of his car for most of the last four months because he can't afford to pay for both his car and a motel room anymore in Perth. And he's kept warm by running his car or going into the Timmy's. He said he just uh, can't do it anymore. And he was at the gas bar at the Canadian Tire in Smith's Falls when he met Peggy, the gas bar attendant. And he came up to her and he was just getting his tank filled and he said, I just can't do it anymore. And she said, I'm sorry, sir. You can't, you can't do what, sir? And he said, I can't live like this anymore. 
and he told her his story and she was so taken by him. She posted a Facebook appeal on his behalf um, and they've been receiving donations for him at the gas station. So new socks or gas cards, things like that. But the mayor of Smith Falls, Sean Panko, uh, got in touch with the Royal Canadian Legion. So they've also reached out to several landlords in the area to try to find him an affordable, at least temporary place to live. Lanark Social Services moved him for now into a Perth motel. But uh, as the mayor says, like, Dave's just the victim of circumstance, unfortunately. But it's encouraging to see that, you know, someone, Peggy, took the time to listen to him. Someone cared and, uh, you know, started the snowball of at least help that he's getting now at this point. That is heartbreaking. Four months in your car. And, and I mean, coming about up to, to get season? cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And his wife's in the hospital. Like, they have nowhere to live. I just, ugh, just like exactly the victim of circumstance. Very sad. And that's all the feels on Move 100.